Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. And it's a good one. You ready? Leader hires idiot. Now what? <laughs> oh, come on. You've probably thought it. In fact, I know people listening to this Monday Moment who've said it. But we can't just go around calling people that. <laughs> but think back. All the way back in January, we shared a list of what 2019 is going to require of leaders. Now it's that top 10 list of leadership tips that mentions recruiting and how to make redoing it a focus if you want to improve your leadership results and efforts, even if they've resulted in you leading some less than stellar candidates. Now, the month of May and its Monday moments is thus devoted to that re-examination of your recruiting practices. Let's face it, for most, that headline of Leader Hires Idiot, Now What? Yeah, it's what you want to say in your office, but can't. I hear it time and time again. How did that person get a job here? Or how on earth did he get promoted? But what's more helpful than asking yourself those questions is figuring out what to do about it. Whether you've inherited a few less than skilled team members or have even hired a few bad ones, before you repeat those mistakes, the next time you're recruiting for an opening, put these actions into practice first. Step one, assess them. Now, one such client I've known for years has taken on a recent vice presidency role in a major organization. His first task, dictated by the CEO, mind you, is to fast track getting to know who he leads exactly. Now, the fancy word for this is to assess your team members. Whether you put them through an assessment, and I simply can't say enough positive things about the core profile linked there in your blog post, or you put rudimentary pen to paper. Get on with creating an inventory of skills, abilities, and potential. Find a way to dig deeper on every team member. Until you know what they can do, what they can't, what value they bring, and if they're a fit for any position you lead, the rest of your complaints are eventually going to be met with silence from your own superiors. Be able to explain what the team of people you lead brings or doesn't bring to the table. This is the evidence you'll need to make a case for changes. Step two, address them. Now armed with data, you're now faced with the task of talking with each team member. If you identify with the headline of today's Monday Moment, You've likely already had one or two conversations. This one will be different. Let each employee know about your inventory in the process. Explain the position they currently hold and the responsibilities of that position. Now it's at this point that there could be a moment or two of awkward silence. For those poorly chosen candidates who simply aren't performing well, 
or frankly, were never cut out for that position to begin with. This is the moment you're seeking. When you address an employee face-to-face with facts and data about the mismatch you're seeing, candidates with a conscious will begin the process of self-awareness, or hopefully self-deselection. But until you have that real conversation, both of you are truly just dancing around the issue. The truth is, no one wants to work in a job that doesn't work for them. The trick now is to not leave them hanging. So be prepared to also address what you're prepared to do to help them. After that moment of silent self-awareness. Then you move to step three, which is to disperse them. Armed with even more data, and now a smidgen of what is hopefully self-awareness, weigh your options. Is there a position in the existing organization, your department or someone else's, that might work better for this individual? Is there a leader whose style may be better suited? Is there a type of work this employee has always wanted to do and for which they have potential skills that you could recommend they move into? These questions will allow you to begin the disbursement process. Disperse the employees who aren't working to positions that would be a better fit. Now, this does not mean promote all the people who aren't performing currently or pass the buck to some poor schmuck manager to whom you've way oversold someone's skill set. It means find a new home for those who don't work on the team you have the privilege of leading. Now this is often where the rubber meets the road, but this is also the road for which in most companies, there's no shortcut. And step four, dismiss them. Now, if you've led the effort to assess each person, evaluate each employee for their unique traits and skill sets, as well as potential, you've truly done more than most leaders. If you've added in one-on-one conversations with each person and found an awareness of a lack of fit, you've reached that internal kernel from which they might make a move with radically less resistance than you imagined. Follow that up with the disbursement options, and if there are none, you'll both be faced with the obvious. This is not the home for this person. And that leaves you little option other than to free them up to find a new one. And if you've followed the process and truly come to this conclusion, you'll be able to manage the process, navigate the paperwork, and involve the tedious persistence this takes in most companies without all the additional emotional hoo-ha. Yep, it's a technical term, (laughs) hoo-ha. So maybe you've tried these steps and are still stuck with said idiot. Or as Jay Leno said in a comedy routine I had the sheer privilege of hearing, an idiot said in the same way as he recommends you say, Jaguar. (laughs) Maybe your organization won't let you disperse or dismiss the poorly fitting person you lead or chose or inherited. Well, then turn your attention to what you can learn for next time. Continue your efforts to salvage this person 
If you are indeed a bit stuck with him or her, then continue to develop skills. What won't be helpful is continuing to refer to them as an idiot. Not that you only use that word or whatever really say it, but anything said that continues to remind you and them of how bad you both have it will simply emphasize a miserable relationship. Be a better leader than that. See the good they do have to offer and work with what you got. Are you ready to take that become a better leader challenge? I hope so, because there's a big, giant, even colossal difference between reading about solutions and actually putting those solutions into practice. This year, more than ever, what you do with what you know about leading better will be much more noticed than what you know about becoming a better leader. For that reason, each Monday Moment shares a Become a Better Leader challenge. Relevant to that week's topic, and this week's challenge, of course, is to do exactly the steps we just outlined, one by one, step by step. Put this plan into practice as perhaps your first attempt at either cleaning house or simply re-examining your recruiting efforts. Now, with a little practice, I think you're well positioned to become a better leader even before next Monday's Monday Moment. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday Moment. Have a great week, and of course, stay contagious.